On behalf of the family, I would like to welcome you to the funeral service of Hilda May Smith Ashley, 85 of Afton, who passed away Friday, January 13, 2023, at the University of Virginia Medical Center in Charlottesville. She was born May 5, 1937, to the late Russell Falconer Smith and Hilda Alice Witt Smith. In addition to her parents, she was preceded in death by her daughter, Deborah Ashley, her son, Ronald Ashley, and daughter-in-law, Karen Abshire. Hilda is survived by her two sons, Thomas E. Tommy Ashley Jr. and wife, Cynthia, as well as Charles W. Billy Ashley and three grandchildren, Taylor, Tori, and Jacob Ashley and two grandpups and grandcats. Hilda was born and raised in Nelson County. Her family were the original owners of Ashley's Market on Route 151. She attended Mary Baldwin College and worked for State Farm as well as Nelson County School System where she served as a librarian's assistant and in the guidance office before concluding her career with Wintergreen where she began work in October of 1977 and retired in October of 2014. Her hobbies included raising her four children, two of whom predeceased her, and playing the piano here at Rockfish Valley Baptist Church. Her two sons, Billy and Tommy, were her primary caregivers. The funeral service will be conducted at 11 a.m. on Wednesday, January 18th, 2023. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for the life of your servant Hilda and for the joy she has now entered into through Christ our Lord, in whose name we pray, amen. I'll be reading to you from the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verses 13 through 18, you can follow along in a pew Bible there if you so choose. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. We read, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep. This is a euphemism for death. We don't want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep so that you might not grieve as others who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then, we who are alive, who are left, 
will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Since I became the pastor of Rockfish Valley Baptist Church here some almost 10 years ago now, uh, some of my congregants feel like it's been 100 years, but uh, it was only 10 or so-ish years ago, there have always been a few guarantees each Lord's Day. There would be songs and prayers. There would be preaching. There would be people. There would be the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. And before she became homebound, primarily, there was the guarantee that Hilda May would be here honoring God with each stroke of each piano key. That's not what I remember most about Hilda, though. As famous as she is for her abilities on the piano and her service to the church here, what I remember most about Hilda was her cheerful defiance. She was always beaming with hope, even when enduring a torrent of dreadful events. It is an axiom that children ought not die before their parents. That goes against the grain of things. Parents are supposed to age watch their children grow, and pass through death into the next life. Yet Hilda endured the loss of both Deborah and Ronnie before going to the grave herself. She mourned. Yes, at times she seemed absolutely crushed. Yet she was not destroyed. Her joy was not snuffed out. She was a resolute woman. Hilda May suffered much, and she suffered well, enduring her, in, I'm sorry, entrusting herself to her faithful creator. Hilda could have easily forsaken God. She could have tried on the dress of Naomi. You all remember Naomi from the book of Ruth. She feels as if she has lost absolutely everything. And so when she returns home without husband and without children and only a Moabite daughter-in-law named Ruth, she tells everybody, don't call me Naomi anymore. Her name means sweet. That's what Naomi means. She says, call me Mara, which means bitter. Because the Lord has dealt bitterly with me. Hilda could have gone the Naomi route and become angry with God and bitter. But she was cheerfully defiant. She stayed sweet until the very end. You wonder how? How did she do this? How did she endure suffering and yet remain Cheerful. Because Hilda knows the God of the Bible. Hilda knows 
the God who is there. The God who reveals himself to us in Scripture and ultimately in the person and work of the Lord Jesus. She knew that God ordains and orders all things for the good of his people and for his own glory. She knew that even though she might not have every answer to every why question that might crop up in her mind, she knew the God who had those answers. She didn't become crushed with strivings about why. She resolved to trust the who of God. I think it was Spurgeon that said, even when we can't trace God's hand, we can't understand exactly what he was doing, we can always trust his heart. She knew that God is always after our good, the good of his people and his glory. She knew that God brings beauty out of ashes, light out of darkness, salvation out of judgment, resurrection out of crucifixion. She knew the old, old story. She knew the gospel. She knew Jesus. She knew that God who would take on flesh and suffer in her place for sins, this is a God that can be trusted. Can be trusted more even than her own feelings. Perhaps that seed of the gospel news is best seen or most clearly seen in John chapter 3 and verse 16. Famously, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Lots of truth here. God the Father sent God the Son by God the Holy Spirit to take on a second nature to himself by taking up residence in the womb of a virgin. Jesus became a man so that he could become killable, so that he could die in the place of his people. That's the reason for Christmas. God so loved the world it is not scandalous and strange because of the world's bigness, but because of the world's badness. If you keep reading on after John 3.16, you find men and women reject the light because they love the darkness. Naturally, left to ourselves, we are as cockroaches in a kitchen. Somebody flips the light on and we run away from it. God loves those who hate him. He loves those who have set themselves up as rebels against him. That's what makes God so loved the world scandalous and strange. Despite the fact that every man, woman, and child born of Adam, born into sin, chooses to rebel against God, 
and to live life their way instead of God's way. Even though we've thumbed our noses at God, spat in his face and said, I will choose what is right for me and I will live according to my will. Despite that sinful rebellion, God says, I will love you still. Instead of snuffing you out as you deserve, you rebel, I will send my one and only son to hang on the cross in your place for your sins so that you can move from death to life when you trust in him. I won't leave him in the grave. After three days, I will raise him out victorious. He is a substitute for your sin. I will save you by giving up his life. And I will raise you from the dead by raising him up. You see, friends, the wonderful truth of the gospel is that when we turn from sins and put our faith in the Lord Jesus, we are, by the Holy Spirit, joined to Jesus and brought into the triune life of God so that the love that the Father has had for the Son for all eternity, it then comes to us. It's scandalous and strange that we, who should be treated as outsiders and rebels, by faith in the Lord Jesus, can become children of God. I mean, that's the gospel, adoption through propitiation. We get adopted by God the Father through the sacrificial and atoning death of the Lord Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus purifies Jesus' people. You know, who are Jesus' people? Those who put their faith in him and who love him. Well, how do, I, how do I love Jesus? How do I express my love for Jesus? Jesus makes it very simple in John 14, 15. He says, if you love me, you will obey me. Friends, if you are here and you don't know Jesus, that is a big problem for you. Because if you do not know Jesus, the wrath of God stored up for sinners is stored up for you. The only way to be made right with God is to put your faith in the Son of God who is crucified for sins and for sinners and raised for their justification. So if you're here and you're not a Christian, Hilda would want you to know her Jesus. This Jesus that is proclaimed to you today. That she would encourage you to take off your paper crown and bend the knee and submit to the one who wears the crown of glory and holds the keys of death and Hades. Speaking of keys, I can remember the last Lord's Day that Hilda was with us here at the church. She came for service, was jovial throughout. Enjoyed her, as always. But after service, she revealed something to us, that, that she had lost her keys. And so, as Baptists do, we formed a committee. A search party of sorts. And we all scattered about these vast premises, and we looked for the keys, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, until finally, they were discovered right there atop 
of all the things inside of her purse. She was a little embarrassed. We laughed about it. But I didn't see her again in church after that. It's because her forgetfulness continued to grow. Last time I saw Hilda, I remember sitting in her living room around a, a small table that sort of went up against a window that you could look out. I was there with a few others from the church. And she was gazing out the window with a vacant expression. Seemed a million miles away. But when I opened the Bible and read to her, when we grasped hands to pray, when we sang some of those old hymns she used to play about the old rugged cross, the old Hilda came back to life. It was a glimpse of glory. A temporary vision of the ultimate unraveling of sin's curse and death. It was a reminder that there is a resurrection coming. And that there's nothing wrong with anyone who is trusted in Christ that a good resurrection won't fix. Yes, Hilda forgot much. It's even possible that she forgot the name of her Lord. But praise God, Jesus never forgets those who are his. His memory is longer than the ages. His hand is as firm as the foundation of the earth. And Jesus has promised to those who are his in John 10. He says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. And they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. Jesus gives eternal life to his people. They're held firmly in his hand. He has promised that they will never die. I love the way he says it in John 11, to Martha, just before he raises Lazarus from the dead, he, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Hilda May Smith Ashley is not dead. She's more alive now than she's ever been. For the Christian to be absent from flesh is to be present with the Lord. And so Hilda might pick up that old quote from Billy Graham. One day, you'll hear that Billy Graham has died. Don't believe a word of it. So let me encourage you, friends, with these words. Do not mourn as those who do not know the Lord Jesus. Do not mourn as those who are without hope in the world. Mourn as those who believe in the crucified and risen King. Mourn as those who know that death doesn't get the last word. Mourn as those who know that God brings glory out of suffering. Mourn as those who know that Jesus Christ 
is master over death. Mourn is those who know he has the keys of the grave and he's left the door unlocked. Let's pray. Father, we praise you that though our sins are many, your mercy is more, that we can never outsin your grace, which is amazing. We thank you that by your Holy Spirit, you join all who come to him in faith. We thank you that those who have been adopted into your family, by grace, through faith, death is but a door through which we walk into your holy presence. Thank you for Hilda's faithful life, for her faithful suffering, for her faithful service. We thank you that she kept the faith. She finished the race. And she has heard those wonderful words of life. Well done, good and faithful servant. Help us, Father, by your Spirit to follow in her footsteps so that we might hear that same good word. From the Lord in whose name we pray, the name of Jesus Christ, amen.